And this is the Podcast Derby, a Blacklist podcast for this week's episode, Mr. Riley Sinclair, the third, number 51. I'm Brian, he's Dave. We're back after a few-week break. Did you enjoy the Olympics? Yeah. (laughs) Did you watch the Olympics? (laughs) I saw animated GIFs about certain things from the Olympics. Well, yeah, that's about it. (laughs) so we come back to another episode with a interesting blacklister love the blacklister and we get uh two stars a a former i guess she was a little young to be a brat packer but she was from goonies martha plimpton joins us that is who that was yeah i was like (laughs) okay it's been a martha plimpton week for me because i actually watched goonies yesterday with my son so I, that's probably the only reason why I made the connection while watching it tonight was that you had been talking Goonies last couple of days. Yeah, and and she's kind of familiar, and then it 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 clicked because it was a you know Goonies was fresh memories uh, because you were talking about it. So. It was interesting. She's actually kind of aged like Carrie Fisher did. I, you know, I it's funny you say that because I <laughs> Carrie Fisher could have stood in that yes. place and played the exact same. I had the exact same thought. There was a Carrie <laughs> Fisher feel to her the whole time. I mean, it, it was great, and I loved her character, but just her intonations, the way she spoke, you know, just everything it, was very it o- was old Carrie Fisher like, older Carrie Fisher like, more recent Carrie Fisher. It, yeah. I know exactly what it was, um, and it was when she talks, she barely moves her teeth. Right. She's always kind of doing that. And, you know, people can't see the video, but that's what I'm doing. There. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was the, the mouth barely moves like the jaw, her lips move, but her, her jaw doesn't move. Yep. So the teeth always kind of stay the same, you know, half centimeter gap. And then she talks around that. Right. Um, and then uh, Raleigh Sinclair was played by John Noble, who's probably most, I mean, he's known for a ton of stuff, but he was Denethor in the uh, Lord of the Rings movies. So very uh, fun character actor. It's usually yeah. what he does, and he always does it well. So good job on him. I feel like he was in something else I saw, like another series a few years ago where he had a recurring role. But uh, was it uh, Sleepy Hollow? I feel like he might have been in that. I know uh, Fringe. When he in Fringe? Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm sure we'll get corrected, but... Love him, love him in this. Um, uh, I don't know why that just popped in my head, but um, but he plays just that dark, maniacal, yeah. but controlled. You know, he's just... the 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 less comedy version of Bassini from yeah. uh, uh, Princess Bride. <laughs> yep. Although when I first, <laughs> it's, it's, this is my non-funny brother. Right. Um... <laughs> Although when I first saw him, I'm like, why'd they get Al Franklin? Franken. <laughs> it does kind of look like, I him, was like it? yeah they just kind of did him up like him it was a little weird but anyway so, so why was this episode titled rally sinclair the third and not the alibi yeah i know they never referred to him i'm red didn't know his name just knew him as the alibi the alibi would have been much better just a weird choice other yeah. than other than they didn't want to name it that as a as a title Thinking that it was the alibi, meaning a, a you know, what what an alibi is, as opposed to the alibi as a title for a person, or if could have given him another cool, you know, uh, superhero type name uh, that you know has alibi in it or something like that. You know, the 
but to have him just be his name, which the, the just, doppelganger, yeah, yeah, um, something like that. Yeah, but to have him just be this, you know, kind of you know ritzy name He's, almost. This is one where I, and this is applicable to. I think he is going to play into the larger story in two ways. Okay. Um. I, 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 well, I'm going to get to it right now. Yeah. So we don't we, we don't he, go in order. <laughs> um, the uh, red is basically already in tone that he has something that he wants to do that has the right. alibi skill set. So someone, you know, red has to be in London and Los Angeles at the same time. Whatever, yeah, it was two random cities, right? So right, and somebody's going to die, or and most likely would it be the other one that'll look like he's dead or something like that. You know, the fake his own death would be my guess. Um, I was thinking needs uh, Liz wants to kill Tom's killer. But Liz needs an alibi. Ooh, that's that's even better. Uh, that's and probably more realistic. <laughs> I put way too much thought on it. But, but yeah, he Red said, "I have watched your work for a long time." Yeah, Katarina, maybe. Yep. Yep. I, I was thinking I been, wrote that down too. Yep. Uh, you know who else is is dead that isn't really dead? Red or... was really interested in getting this guy and getting him and protecting yeah. him. Needs yeah. him for something. It wasn't as simple as this list that he handed over to the FBI, which is what he made it sound like, trying to throw a little misdirection to us as the viewers. Like, oh, all he wanted him to be alive for is so that you know he can give Cahill a nice burial. But that wasn't. That's really well, not it. Well, he did want to do that too. He I did. Mean, that was, that but, was part of his his. There's his more story. to it than that. Yeah. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Um, I I got really really annoyed at the uh, exchange with Navabi of, or maybe you took the files. Um, yeah. Or it's like, or maybe he's got the files in his own briefcase with him, bitch. Seriously? Right. Why are you accusing me of shit? You have no idea where they are. He could have them. They're in his home. I don't know where he lives. They're on his kitchen counter because it's his right. <laughs> like, really? Um, yeah, she was a little too, uh, that was, too that was suspicious. Uh, yeah. Poorly, poorly executed. Um, poorly written, I think. Um, but it ends to say up... something like that would have been fine. Yeah. Like it should have been like he should have been like seriously, um, <laughs> you know, for for to be suspicious is I'm okay with it wasn't that it was more him going, those things could be anywhere. Right. He could drop them on you know the subway this morning. Mm -hmm. uh, any number of, um, as opposed to doing that double talk stuff that he does of, um, well you just have to look harder or whatever it was he said. I, I don't know. That, yeah, that he could have played it off differently as well. Yeah, he 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 played along almost as and, and really didn't have to. So Okay, so uh what else do we have with that one? Yeah, cuz I was thinking at first when he said he wanted him for wanted him for a job that I was trying to think of people he could double and I threw in other names too like he was going to double for the shrink so that they can pass Liz, but no, that's not necessary. Uh, maybe double for Singleton or something like that. But then I thought the Liz giving nah. Liz, Liz the alibi for getting her vengeance because that's the you know the closure that they kept talking about in her therapy sessions that she's seeking. She wants she wants and vengeance. Now it may need to be the um, the shrink Caesar, right? So the shrink may be back um, type deal. Um, or or the or the shriek will be the one that um, spoils it. 
Well, yeah, and we've said it before. I think she's going to be involved in it somehow. Yeah, we've said it before. They don't cast uh, characters with fairly named actors without either one killing them because they're a blacklister and they're going to kill them off or bringing them back. They haven't cast yeah. somebody that they're just going well, to uh, one off. Not not usually. Nathan Lane. Um, but but but, it, but he could come back. He, he He's in a position come to come back. That's yes. that's what I mean. So yeah. I mean they um, you could have cast anybody to play that shrink if it was just going to be a one off role. You cast her for a reason. Yeah. Uh and and you're going to use her again. So and and I was, I was kind of okay with her. Um, oh, I liked it, was, it. But I, one of the first thing I wrote down when when it went to her is I'm like, okay, they're sending her to a shrink, which I get, but there's always the she's an FBI profiler. At the end of the day, she's a psychologist too. Yeah, I wrote that down. Yeah, uh, I mean, I just wrote down profiler, and then they ended up bringing it up, which I thought was okay that they they've at least addressed that. Right, because um, so Liz knows exactly the questions you're asking and knows what answers you're looking for. I mean, I'm a, uh, I was a psychology major, and sure. when I take, you know, I remember the class where we learned about how all those various little personality tests are created, and so whenever I take some of these tests or I do a job interview and they have you do some of those tests, I know the answer they're looking for, and I'm not saying I'm smart like that. I mean, a lot of people know that. You figure out a lot of times when your employer hands out surveys, you know what your employer wants to hear, so you just answer you know, usually right. just to make them happy. She knows exactly what these questions are, knows exactly how to answer them. So there's, it's really going to come down to can, uh, they, they never said her name, this, this psychiatrist. Uh, Dr. She was in the credits. I didn't Fulton. see Dr. Fulton. Fulton. Okay. Yeah. They, uh, but she obviously knows this as well. So, and, and red, it was interesting that red actually had to give her what is the obvious advice that, you need to push I liked her. that exchange in the car. Yeah, you need to push I her to really a breaking point. I mm -hmm. liked that exchange for, for a couple of reasons. A, I was a little afraid of Red right there. Yeah. Um, this this was this was Papa Bear protecting his cub. Oh, yeah. Big time. Um, like, this is one of those moments where I'm like, well, maybe he is the father. Well, this is, I, this I, is a, I don't know, but he was, he's, I mean, he is protective as if, whether or not he really is. He is, you know, but, he is. He but, sees it as that. Whether but as a daddy quiet. figure, this was yeah, this yeah. was very protective. Um, but also could be misdirection. Again, it's misdirection for us if he really isn't. What I liked about that scene too was just the execution of the scene because the camera's focused on the two of them the whole time. But you hear Liz keep trying to cut in and talk and say her piece in the background, and nobody's listening to her. Oh yeah, and what, it was the adults are talking, right? <laughs> and what's what's interesting though, as the psychiatrist who's trying to evaluate her, what Liz is saying is 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 important right here. This is what she wanted. She wanted the two of them so she could see the interaction, see how it works, and she either ignored it intentionally or was kind of half listening and and picked up on some of it. We don't know, but there was a it was a well played scene. Uh, yeah, I like that one. No, that was that was a good scene, um, but so how 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 did the profiler know about Reddington? Yeah, interesting. Like I, seriously, unless she is assigned to uh, the post office, like if, if you remember the old uh, TV show Bones, they had a they had an on staff uh, the kid uh, I can't remember his name was. They always made yep. fun of him because he was so young. Right. Um, you know, they had an on staff shrink for when, and whenever one of them would 
whenever he had to shoot somebody or whatever, they had to go talk to him. Right. Uh, oh, I loved him. He was a fun character, Smalls or something. I can't remember his name was. Um, He's and, the tallest uh, one in the show. So uh, yeah, uh, but so, but unless she's embedded with the post office, um, it's not likely that she would have that knowledge of. Uh, well, I mean, yes, there's the, I can't talk about it, you know, because of, you know, uh, confidentiality security clearance also. Yeah, or yeah. confidentiality, but part of, part of the way a security clearance works is you don't tell people that don't need to know, even if they have the clearance to know, you still don't tell them unless they actually need to know. There was no reason for her to need to know about Reddington to allow Liz back in. And she knew um, an awful lot about Liz going back to day one. Yeah. So well, it, that doesn't. But but she referenced a lot of things from other episodes, you know, yeah. So there was kind of like it's a little all in Liz's file somewhere, right? And she's going to do her homework. Well, now, that's that what I mean, though. Up. If if yeah, because I mean, do do they? What is it? You know, who ordered this? You know, you need to pass a psych profile to let you back on the on the on the force here. Who ordered this? Because I would I, honestly, I believe that'd be SOP. I mean, standard operating procedure. You you right. you take a, a traumatic event in your life. You've lost a loved one during said event. You yourself were hospitalized in a coma. You've also disappeared for ten months. Mm -hmm. um, before we let you back on, you need to. But it's television government. They could have just put her back on. You know, they could have just written her back in. There's a reason. There, you know, there there is a reason we are seeing right because this, this yeah. doesn't need to be there unless there's a reason for it. It yeah. doesn't need to be there just so that Liz can uh, have Something her come up and on her. Going to to lead somewhere. It, it matters, yeah, and that's why I say she's not done. The psychiatrist will see uh, Doctor Fulton again. Doctor so. Fulton, yeah. One of the other things that it bugged me was Liz referred to herself as a cop, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and yep. Yep. In, uh, FBI agents <laughs> will, will refer to themselves as agents. Yes, they are a law enforcement officer, but they do not refer to themselves as being. And, and please, if we're listeners out there that are that are FBI or, or know about this, um, you you Maybe identify wrong, with what but, you are. Yeah. Um, and typically, only police officers refer to themselves as a cop. Yeah, um, it was an interesting. Because uh, I, I was like, I think that was just bad writing. Um, and I, she was you know. never a cop. I mean, she went to the no. academy and out of college and and, and did yeah. all. She's only ever been FBI agent, right? Um, yep. And and again, listeners, if I'm wrong, tell me. I, I, I'm I'm not, you know. But I'm. Yeah, unless I, I, was... I have a cop that lives right across the street, <laughs> and I have a good friend of mine who who is is a federal agent. Uh, I mean, I won't say him, but you know him right. well. Yep. Um, and that's how they identify is by, you know, police officer or agent, agent or, or something like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Spook, spy. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah. Those, well, we have all those we, guys. We, yeah. Um, <laughs> so. So and that was like. Eh. There was there was some unless she was just simplifying it, but correct. Yes, she wouldn't have had to have said it that way. It's she... almost like somebody went to the bathroom while they were writing this, and the intern wrote that line. Uh, yeah, so because <laughs> it was it was for, for as great as part of this was. Again, the exchange in the car was really really well done. Then it almost feels a little sloppy with the with that line. Yeah, and then and uh... and to address it several times. I mean, yes, it's a you know wife mother or uh, what widow all, all widow widow mother. Fine. That uh, was all yeah. fine. It was it was the word cop. Yep, uh, was what bothered me, and nothing against that. But that's you know she would she would identify being an agent, sure, not being you know, you're not an FBI cop. You're an, you're an agent, yep. an FBI agent. Um, now speaking of cops and DEA agents. <laughs> um, oh yeah, we haven't even gotten to that, have we? Um, yeah. Uh, so Detective Singleton, I always forget his name, so I made sure I wrote it down. Uh, good, because I didn't. <laughs> Detective Singleton. 
I'm almost starting to go back the other way with him because I know when we saw him at the cliffhanger at the end, he he called um, what's his name, and Ian, uh, Ian Garvey. Ian Garvey, and he called him and told him, you know, w- we might have a problem here, but yeah, maybe I, not so much the way I got we that thought. Okay, go ahead. It's a conspiracy within a conspiracy. Yes. So they showed the the the, the room of other law enforcement officers, basically right. a vigilante group of law enforcement officers taking the law into their own hands for whatever reason. Um, but then there's and this. It's, and it's cross-jurisdictional. Cross but then inside that, there's a smaller group that are truly The bad baddies. guys. Yeah. Right. So Singleton's um, not part of the baddies. He's part of this kind of yeah. a joint operation that yeah. is trying to hunt down whatever they're hunting down it's the nash syndicate i mean they kind of said that they did say the syndicate yeah but, and but they think red's in charge of it ian now. is almost like i'm almost wondering if he's part of the nash syndicate itself um or very or, or very high on their payroll or something and right getting enough to they throw a few guys at him every once in a while or so it kind uh, of makes me feel a little better about singleton that yeah, I was. I mean, that was a calculated risk to take him into the post office. Um, yeah, yeah, and 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 awfully easy. So, well, they I, said there there has been a conversation with Cooper because she said Cooper has deputized Nababe to tell you about to, this. Right. Um, so yeah, Cooper's good Cooper's with it. Should he be kn- in the know as far as we know. know. Um. And interesting because, I mean, it, it took him a few minutes because he's like, man, I'm having a tough time kind of processing what I'm seeing here that you have, you know, one of the most notorious criminals on your list and you're actually working with him, which isn't unusual. And, and you and you yeah, <laughs> and you got a little bit of a, um, you know, but he's a killer. He's done more damn or he's done more good than damage uh, right. since he's been working for us because of him, these 50 people. And he's he's you saw him kind of struggling with that and and. And they all struggle with that. Cooper's right. done it. Navabi's done it. Oh, they've Arm's all done, done it. Yeah. Wrestler, I mean, it's all. It's taken time. Uh, well, Wrestler was the hardest to, be, to begin with because he used to be on the task force that was chasing Reddington. Right. Uh, you know, and back in season one, I mean, that was his biggest conflict. He could not reconcile the fact that he's going to be working with the man they spent most of his life chasing after. Yeah. Which is where we had that Julian guy who. Yeah, the Andrew Dice Clay character. Yep. That's what it makes me think of. <laughs> But who I think Andrew Dice Clay was a he was in the first season. He was like one of the he was a doctor. Was he? First, he was like a plastic surgeon in the first season. Really? Uh, I'm almost positive that if, if we go back and look at our notes or just go look at the first season, he was in Andrew Dice Clay was one of the special guest stars. If he wasn't, he should have been, but I don't remember that. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm I'm almost positive. Um listeners, I know you're out there. Yeah. Prove me right. Yeah. Prove him right. <laughs> <laughs> On this one, well, I mean, you can prove me right or wrong, whatever, but I'm almost positive that he's They'd be like, well, it wasn't season one; it was actually season two. Yeah, it sounds like something they would do, though, is cast him to do that. Uh, you know, because they've certainly casted some random people and kind of brought them back into the fold of acting and in, and in, in this show. So certainly good. Uh, yeah, so I I kind of liked how that ended there. It's gonna and now, you know, and if you believe the little teaser for next week, we're gonna get answers. We're gonna get confrontation. Good. Because I was, I really don't want this to last eight more episodes this season. I mean, that's where we're at right now, this, this point in the season. I wouldn't mind seeing a little closure to some of this storyline, or at least advance it. Realize that there's a, like you said, there's a bigger bad guy out there that we haven't met yet, and that this Ian Garvey is just a pawn in that. 
and then that can carry out through the rest of the season, which is fine. I don't think you cut it clean, but uh, yeah, I think we'll be in uh, good hands uh, so next yes, week to get a good reveal. In, he played uh, Abraham Maltz in the General Ludd number 109 episode. I can't God. determine exactly what season it was, but I'm pretty sure it was first season. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you 2013. Good. It tells me what year, but good memory. Good memory. That's five years ago. So, yeah, it's about right. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. So, all right, cool. Um, what else you got? Uh, are we going to see Dolores again? I kind of like Dolores. I don't know why. Um, yeah, I wonder. Is it, is because they were making so all he does is cook for you and oh, he plays chess. I thought that was funny too. Um, oh, there were a couple little moments there with digging at each other. Uh, him I'm digging. an honest man. Uh, yep, <laughs> I am an honest man. But him digging at Dembe about the chess, whereas before, you know, Dembe's like, well, what you know, when talk about the chalets and the uh. Well, that was a cottage. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was a, <laughs> there was a couple of little things like that. I wrote that down too. Your brain was like, um, oh yeah, I forgot about that one. Well, that was a cottage. <laughs> uh, I don't know. What else have I got? Um, yeah, I think um, is she going to come back and suddenly be the housekeeper. Could. Um, and so, yeah, I think that's. Yeah, that's I got fun. the sense that uh, it wasn't also just for him to give her some closure because of the missing friend, but that uh, he was going to. He, he want because you know you saw that little moment. I mean, he was he was kind of getting a little glossy eyed, thinking about her in the car, and you know somebody's you know it's well, it was the dying alone, the type dying people. alone, and yeah. and uh, you know he could probably do something for her, and and it's it wouldn't be the first time that he is yeah. taking a chunk of money and set somebody up for life, and uh, yeah. he could certainly do well, it again. He would he's the, for something like that. He would put her to work because it you know. But right, he'd uh, give her a good life. He'd give her, you know, she'd she'd you know, she'd have nothing to worry about again. And you know, he, well, it's, he except make her the housekeeper or something. You know, they were talking about what yep. Paris's role was, and okay, now there's a housekeeper, and suddenly his his it, just household staff grows. And he has always taken care of those that helped him. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like like helped him willingly, as opposed to you know the whatever. So right, good deal. Okay, what else here? Uh... I don't have too much else. Yeah, I'm going through my notes here. Um, like I said, I thought the blacklister was interesting, but uh, yeah, I don't he, think he's, he's done. Yeah, um, he's going to come back here. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. I think that's all I got. Okay. Um, well, let us all know. You know, everybody, it's been it's been a good season, and and you know, we're like I said, we're two thirds in. We got eight episodes to go. I know last season we were like just wondering every week is this coming back or not because it wasn't doing well ratings are up show's doing well so it'd be interesting to see if uh because they listen to us exactly <laughs> <laughs> but are they going to renew so like last year i mean they, they waited right till the end of the season before they decided to renew they'll probably do something similar again but this show's doing well enough i think it's earned another season uh it's not like it's fledgling like it was last year it, it, it's yeah, had it was... it's had a resurgence and you know, last year you had some weak stories. Your arc was okay, but your your weekly shows were kind of disappointing. And we we saw that you know with our listeners' feedback, you know, a lot of people were disappointed in last season's episodes. Uh, so let us know what you think about these. I mean, this one I thought was really good, uh, compelling characters, and an arc that's looks like it's going to move forward next week, which is good because uh, that gives us more to talk about. So you can uh, participate in the show. You can email us at blacklist at podcasttv.com. You can also check us out on Facebook or Twitter. 
at Podcasterbia. Let us know what you think there. Uh, Apple Podcast uh, reviews, those are always appreciated. I haven't had one in like three, four years, so I know I've talked <laughs> about it before, but give us one. Even just go click the stars. Give us some stars. There's only two Blacklist podcasts, so keep us right there with that other one. The other one's the NBC one, isn't it? I don't know what it is. They got money behind it. You know, they have guests on that are like writers on the show and all that. And it's like it's like the actual NBC. I don't know. Uh, There's part of some podcast network. I mean, they they do fine show, but I don't. I mean, they talk for like two hours. I don't know what the hell you can talk about for two hours. We just on a right one hour show. Yeah. <laughs> well. Yeah. So, but hey, we appreciate everybody that listens to this show. We talk about it all the time. We're just amazed at the uh, feedback. So that's gonna do it for this week. I'm Brian. He's Dave. And we'll see you next time. Good night, everybody. <laughs>